0: Hello, my name is Phil Williams, and I would like to welcome you to Audio Angling, the podcast site of FishingFilmsAndFacts.co.uk. To be the best, the top of the pile at anything, takes a lot of hard work and dedication coupled to natural ability, which is why there are so few champions knocking about within any given pursuit. So it's unusual possibly even unique to find not only a multiple men's world course angling champion, but also a multiple ladies world champion, plus an under-23s gold medal winner, all living under the same roof. That's the Scotthorns, and today I'm linking up with five times world team and two times world individual course fishing gold medal winner, Sandra Scotthorn. I believe you're also the only person of either gender to notch up six consecutive world champion section wins. Now I've already interviewed Alan about his time on the international course match angling scene. Here I'm looking to get the ladies' take on things by asking many of the same questions, some of which I'm sure will be answered from a totally different perspective. But more of that later. To kick things off, give us a guided tour through your fishing life, starting with your earliest memories of getting into fishing, and in particular into course match fishing.
1: I first went fishing when I was 11. My parents were very good friends with another couple, and their son went fishing. And I went fishing with him one day. His name was John Turner. He's sadly no longer with us, but he started me in fishing when I was 11. And we went to a local river called the River Torn, and I caught one little gudgeon. And I know it sounds a pun, but from that I was literally hooked. I asked my mum and dad if they would buy me a bit of fishing equipment and my mother went to a pet shop and she said, I've got a son who wants to go fishing, can you give me some very basic fishing equipment? So she came home with this rod and this reel for a son (laughs) and me and my dad went, we lived on a farm at that stage and we had a, a drain at the bottom of the farm so he took me fishing on there. He'd not been fishing for a long, long time, he'd probably done a little bit when he was... A little boy, but uh, he'd not really done any, so we were both really learning. And we caught some roach and some perch on the farm, and I was really, really keen. There was a Doncaster juvenile match, game back on the River Torn, where I'd caught my first gudgeon. And I pestered my parents if I could fish it. I only had the rod and reel my mum bought me and a keep net. I didn't have a landing net. I didn't have a box. I sat on a beer crate and I caught one eel. And Jack Purchase, who was running the competition, he borrowed somebody's landing net and landed this eel for me. And I won the match and it was thirteen and a half ounces. And Jack Purchase had a daughter who was very keen in fishing called Linda Purchase. And she was fishing the match. She was a very similar age. And Jack Purchase run the Doncaster Juniors. And I lived out at Westwoodside then, which was like 15 miles from Doncaster. But my dad would take me, I joined Doncaster Young Anglers, and he would take me every Monday night to Doncaster. And we'd sit having the meetings in Mr. and Mrs. Purchase's house. And there would be up to fort young anglers each Monday and we used to have coaching in the house and then on a weekend we used to go out on the riverbank fishing against the likes of Peterborough Juniors and that's what really, you know, I really started really enjoying match fishing. I've never been one so much for going as much pleasure fishing as much as the match side of it. Even today I find it very hard. I can go practicing for a competition but I find it very hard to just go fishing for no reason unless there is a competition at the end of it so competition fishing is definitely in my blood
0: forgive me if i sound predictably sexist here but it's not common to find a lady with the required level of interest drive and ability to achieve even a fraction of what you've achieved because not that many women are drawn to coarse match fishing in the first place
1: i think i was very very lucky when i first started fishing that linda purchase was in the dongster juniors at the same time because I think it would have been quite daunting, just one lady on their own or one girl as it was then. But there was Linda, myself, and uh, another girl called Debbie Riggs. And so out of the 40 of us, there was three girls. And all the way along, I suppose, my early match fishing career, Linda's been there, and then a sister, also Anne Pickering or Anne Purchase, came through. So there's been a reasonable percentage of lady anglers I've never really found any show business. When I've actually been fishing, everybody's always been kind to me. And I think, I don't know whether it's out of respect because they know that I'm good, but I've never come across any bad feelings from the men that I'm a lady going fishing. And I think there's a lot less, obviously women go fishing because it isn't a very clean sport. It's very filthy, you're touching live maggots. There's a lot of walking through mud and now with the commercials there's using like fish meal ground baits and pellets and things that are quite smelly, horrible baits. So I think probably young girls start fishing and will go when they're quite small but then when they're becoming teenagers I think a lot of it then starts to repulse them because they wanting to be more glamorous. But with the fishing I tried to do both. I tried to be quite glamorous but I still want to play with the maggots, get dirty and uh, try and catch as many fish as the men, really.
0: I personally would have thought that finding enough interested ladies and of suitable quality to make up good England squads would be more difficult than it is with the men, simply because there are far less female anglers on the scene in the first place to pick from. So while there could well be potential new world champions out there, we may never know, because most women never give competition fishing a try.
1: Well... Obviously, I run a business and I do work full-time, but I haven't had any children. So I think that's probably one reason that I've carried on fishing because a lot of the other ladies or girls, when I started fishing, they probably stopped fishing because they have a family. And I would it is, I would think, very, very difficult to juggle bringing up a child and trying to go fishing. So a lot of people will drop out from fishing to have the family And then it's probably very hard to get back into it when the family's grown up. But um, this year on the Ladies' National, there was a really, really strong nucleus of girls that were sort of the age from, well, 17 up to 23. So I would think there is a good nucleus coming through to strengthen the England team.
0: Presumably, when you get to being noticed and later selected at international level, the same set of rules governing selection and everything else that goes with it will be the same for both the ladies and the men. So for other ladies out there wanting to take their fishing to the next level, how do prospective internationals get themselves noticed? And how did or still does the qualification and selection process work?
1: The qualification, I think the last two years, there has been trials back 13 years ago when the, or probably 16 years ago now when the England set-up, lady set-up, we had trials and then after the first couple of years, it was more on selection of um, the Ladies National, past experience because we've got a strong team that had fished so it was hard for other people to get in to the team. But again, this year or the last couple of years, they've been having trials and I think it's a growing interest now there's, because people can go and prove themselves, there's somewhere to go and prove themselves on these trials because there isn't very many ladies matches that actually run so that they can compete or be seen to be winning ladies matches and it's very hard for men to win open matches so a lady competing in open matches she's never going to get probably a name in the paper that many times for somebody to sort of notice her.
0: Consistency is a very important attribute probably more so for a team competition than it is for an individual that said, having a mix of individual specialities to complement good all-round skills will also be an asset. So, do ladies have any particular skills they tend to be consistently better at than the male counterparts?
1: With ladies, uh, one of the reasons that some, and possibly myself, quite successful is a lot of fishing's down to finesse and presentation, and ladies I think are more particular about the presentation. And it's going back to like running a stick float through on the Trent. I mean, it took some some preciseness, some lifting of the line, feeding the line off. And I found it very natural. That was probably one of the methods that I was probably as good at, really. So I think ladies have probably got an advantage because of the finesse.
0: Incidentally, is the ladies team manager also a female? And if not, then why not?
1: When we very first started with the England ladies, we had Mae Vince, who was a, a manager. She was, I think she managed the team probably for six years and she did a very, very good job. And the first two years, I don't think we had a coach, but then she realized her knowledge of angling wasn't good enough to coach us. So then she called upon male anglers that had got more international experience because obviously the ladies team had only just been formed. So there was no lady anglers with international experience. So she used to be the manager, but she took then along a male coach and did for the last few years. And from then it has been a male manager. There's no reason a lady couldn't do it. I did get tempted at one stage to consider probably applying for the job. I'd have probably done a very good job of it. But now I feel I'm uh, I'm probably too old to do it, so uh, I definitely won't be trying to uh, apply for the job.
0: And will or should an old lady eventually ever get the job?
1: Um, no, I don't think it has to be a lady that manages the team. It's been very successful under Tom Pickering and Dick Clegg. I mean, nobody's gotten more experience than Dick Clegg of managing a team, and he did a very, very good job of managing the ladies as well as the men so it can be either it can either be a man or a lady it's got to be a lady who's got a lot of experience and a lot of respect to do it and I think that's why the men have been successful running the ladies because they have got the experience and the respect to do the job
0: talking to Dick Clegg recently He said that one of his remaining ambitions was to set up a match angling academy working across all the different England component groups, and specifically the ladies, who he said were doing a fantastic job. What sort of contribution then to the further success of ladies in course match fishing do you think such an academy might make?
1: I think to have an academy where people can go and learn and progress has to be a good thing, and it's something, I mean, we never had fishing in schools, so if there would be somewhere where people could go, boys, girls, men, and improve the skills, it can only be good for the sport.
0: Now obviously, for a big event, the venue will have been researched fully in advance, But unfortunately, as often happens, on match day, conditions can be very different to those on the practice days, so squad members presumably will need to be versatile. That said, are there any specific tasks or requirements given out to team members from the onset, and under what circumstances, if any, can team orders be ignored or adapted on the hoof?
1: When I've fished for England, there's only been one out-and-out medal you're fishing for, and that is the team medal. And it, it is easy for me to say he satia that's had two individual golds and two individual bronzes. But you go out there and you're fishing for the team. I mean, I've sacrificed a gold medal possibly for the team gold. And then when I fished in Portugal, I kept asking my runners, how am I doing? How am I doing? And they're saying, you win in the section. If you want to step it up and change what you're doing, you might get a better result for yourself and I said no I'm carrying on doing what I'm doing if I'm winning my section for the team I'm not bothered so it is an out now you're fishing for the team and anything else obviously is a bonus but you're definitely a team member and you're fishing there to make sure that you're not going to let anybody else down and if changing your tactics to try and get an individual medal would sacrifice the team it's just something that you just wouldn't do
0: as we just touched on, to be as successful as yourself, you need to have great versatility. But do you also have any particular specialities of which you either excel or feel most comfortable with?
1: I think because I'm one of the older members of the squad, I was brought up using rod and line. And a lot of the younger girls that are coming through, they've been brought up using the pole. And a lot of them have only had a limited experience or use of rod and line. So I've succeeded very, very well fishing on the waggler, fishing on the slider, and I won the De Pesh match, which was a French Open match for all the top anglers. There was only myself who was a lady, and all the others were men like Bob Nudd and Alan Scott on, and I won that on the slider, so I'm, I'm definitely well known for fishing the slider and the waggler.
0: As I understand it, you were now retired from the international scene. So now, able to look back, who were your main homegrown and international competitors, and why?
1: When I first started fishing, there was two lady anglers called Sue Wild and Mrs. Thompson, which I can't remember her first name, but I had a lot of respect for them, and I always wanted to achieve to be as good as them. And as I've come through, I was fortunate enough that the England ladies set up was set up at the time when I was probably at the peak of my angling. There was myself, there was Linda Purchase who I grew up with. There was also a lady called Wendy Locker who has fished every world championships in the ladies world championships. And she's won the world championships once. I think she's been second twice and I've got a lot of respect for her. And and she's uh, If she's not the best lady angler in the country, she's one of them. And I've always had a lot of respect for her and I've always wanted to achieve what she has.
0: And who would have been your main international threat?
1: When we've fished in Italy, the Italians are fantastic to fish against. And we've all got great respect for them. All the England girls love it, fishing against the Italians. And we always want to beat them. And at the end of every competition, whether we've won, they've won, We always end up swapping shirts and having a good party afterwards.
0: And who, in any of the squads you fished in, perhaps had more promise or ability than the final results actually suggest?
1: For quite a lot of the years that we fished the ladies' world championships, Claire Dagnall came through, and she was a very, very natural angler. A little bit younger than myself, but brought up on rivers again, very good rod and line angler, and she was a brilliant team angler, great team player, and. And she was very, very unlucky never to actually get an individual medal. And sadly, she has passed away now. And it would have been a fantastic thing to see her get a medal.
0: So from your perspective, what do you think is needed to ensure that a constant flow of lady anglers capable of representing the country continue to come through the ranks?
1: I think it's very sad that when you open the Angling Times, you see young girls holding the big roach and There's quite a lot in the picture page, a lot of girls. And to be able to get those girls to come through and carry on when they get into the teens or get into the 20s, I think it's important to either get it into schools or to have an academy where they can go, where they can learn more because they can't always learn from the the parents or the relatives. And I think quite a lot of girls might want to learn more if it was available there for them.
0: By all accounts, English anglers in all departments are currently the teams to beat. How then does what we do compare to the way they do things in other countries?
1: I know um, the Dutch anglers, they've got Jan van Schendel, and I think he's actually permanently employed by the Dutch Federation. And he does a lot of coaching with the juniors, I think, the ladies and the seniors. But I think he has a full-time post, and I know he's now got a very, very strong female side, and there's less, I think, female anglers go fishing in Holland than there is in England, so perhaps we could do with a permanent member of, permanently employed, actually running an academy or coaching to be able to keep us on top of the world.
0: Sticking with the comparisons theme, despite both yourself and Alan wanting the very best for each other, there must also be a degree of friendly rivalry for bragging rights within the house. So what's that been like over the years?
1: Both Alan and myself, we've always been there in international competitions for each other. I try to think I do quite a good job of running his section when he's competing at the World Championships. And he's done the same for me in the past. He's been there and been able to run my section. So we have a great respect for each other in the fact that we trust each other with information and we worked well as a team. But when we're actually fishing in the same match together, we're enemies and we're competing against each other. And he's he's just got arms and legs like me and there has been occasions where I've had fish next to him and actually beaten him. <laughs> it feels fantastic as well. I know how other people think of when they fish sit down next to five times and actually beat him. It's a fantastic feeling.
0: Looking back now over your vast catalogue of successes, which occasion gave you the most personal satisfaction and why?
1: One of the best days fishing that I've had, really, was being able to fish the World Championships on home water at uh, Furxton Lakes. And I think it's the only time my mum's actually come to watch me in a competition. And to be able to win the team and the individual gold was absolutely fantastic. And during the practice, I had two anglers that I respect very highly, Wendy Locker at one side and Simona from Italy at the other. They fished the pole and I fished the slider in between them. And had a really successful day's fishing. So to be able to fish against those two and, uh, have a good practice session set me in good stead to be able to feel confident to fish the world championships on there. One of the most prestigious matches that I've actually won is the Declete Pest Championships. And it was a competition. I think there was 50 anglers. There was 25 invited anglers and 25 qualifiers and it was held on a lake in France. And it was one invited angler, one qualifier, one invited, one qualifier as you went round the lake. And I think I was probably three pegs away from John Deskey, two pegs away from another top French angler. Bob Nudd was only about six pegs away. I could see Alan on the far bank. He was uh, just a little dot in the distance. But I think I had 50-some kilo of bream and I think the next weight was 30-some kilo. And I took away a big fat cheque of €5,000 so uh, and a French medal, which I still have with great pride. And I think that was one of the most prestigious matches that I've actually won.
0: And now you're no longer on the international scene. What then does the future hold for you?
1: Even though I've retired from uh, the Ladies England squad, I do still enjoy my matches and I spend probably four weeks of the year down at White A 180 anglers and there's probably at the most two lady anglers so that I'm competing against 178 men and I quite uh, enjoy still doing quite well in those matches.
0: You mentioned earlier having been tempted to consider the Ladies England team manager job, but not applying. What are your thoughts on other roles, such as on the coaching side?
1: Running my business, I've got 10 girls that I employ. I think looking after them and making sure they're kept in work, we do 99% of what we manufacture is for the fishing world. I think doing that is enough, sort of, uh, to keep me busy. And then I'll do my fishing for my pleasure.
0: I hinted earlier, and I have asked this same question to Alan, that you're on the verge of establishing a match angling dynasty. So give us your take on that.
1: Yes, I mean, Oliver, he's, I mean, he first fished for England when he was, I think he was 15, and he achieved a bronze medal individually and a gold medal for the team. And uh, his birthday's fallen, so he's unfortunately he's been sort of too old every year. But he had his last appearance this year, and he was part of the squad that came back with a silver medal. So uh, it's fantastic, you know, that he's achieved three international medals as well to go. but I think now we've had, probably got fifty international medals between us in the family.
0: Final question. Who else on the ladies' scene have been the outstanding match anglers over your time with the various squads and also give us a name to look out for in the future?
1: I think Wendy Locker in England and Simona in Italy have been the two outstanding anglers. There's Emma Pickering who also has shone, I mean she's she's won the World Championship once and she's probably the younger one that's coming through which has got the future to really, really shine She's got a little girl, so I think she's finding it harder to get out. But I think as she gets a little bit older, she'll be uh, definitely probably the one that'll take more than two world titles.
0: That would be some achievement. But I have to say that what you've already achieved is going to be one very hard act to follow. My thanks then to Sandra on for talking about her fishing life to us here.